Hey, Nomad here for episode seven of the Career Musician Podcast featuring Tommy Sims. As a hit songwriter, producer, multi-instrumentalist, and artist in his own right, Tommy has penned some of the greatest and most inspirational songs of our modern American songbook. If you don't know Tommy by name, you definitely know his music. Perhaps most notably, he wrote Change the World, recorded by Eric Clapton in 1997, which won Song of the Year at the Grammy Awards. In addition, it was featured on the Phenomenon soundtrack starring John Travolta. Continuing in this award-winning song fashion, Tommy also collaborated with Bruce Springsteen on the song Streets of Philadelphia, which appeared in the Tom Hanks film Philadelphia, which won Best Song at the Oscars. Look, if you know Tommy personally, then you know he really doesn't care about these accolades. He is perhaps the most humble, generous, and inspirational spirit I have ever had the pleasure of meeting and working with. Put a bass or a guitar in his hands, and man, let me tell you, he's going to change your day. And trust me, I'm sure everybody from Sting to Stevie Wonder, Keb Moe, Smokey Norfolk, CeCe Winans, Amy Grant, Eric Clapton, Cliff Richard, the Doobie Brothers, Winona Judd, John Oates, Bruce Springsteen, Garth Brooks, Michael Bolton, Paul Allen, Johnny Lang, you name it, they'll all tell you that Tommy is a genius and gem. Nomad here with my good friend Tommy Sims. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Tommy is a, is a legendary musician, producer, songwriter, artist. Tommy, I am just so honored to be able to sit here with you this week, working on a session. We're here at Israel Houghton's house in Los Angeles, working on a record, uh, and Tommy's producing with Israel, and we're just having a blast. And I figured, why not take advantage of this time? Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, man, happy to always have. Man, I gotta tell you, a real, a real blessing, man, to reconnect with you. It's it is. This session. It really is, this man. Session, man. So awesome. Fortuitous. Absolutely. So Tommy's yeah. playing bass and producing, like I said. I'm playing guitar, sitting next to him. We have Javier Solis on percussion and drums, and William Garcia on piano. And it's just us, the four of us, tracking live, you know, old school. And uh, I really felt like it's important to hear Tommy's perspective, because he and I have been discussing so many topics, including, you know, the old days of tracking and the methods and principles. And, but then also now we're talking about modern marketing concepts and promotions. And just two minutes ago, we were in the hallway and he was telling me about his plan, you know, for taking the indie artist approach to marketing yourself in select cities. If you don't mind, Tommy, tell me, like, Expound on that, what you were just talking about. Yeah, so it's this real simple concept that we started thinking about some years ago uh, when when we looked at, you know, started to look at the artist as a business uh, with a real business model approach, you know, uh, with that, you know, sort of entrepreneurial spirit. You know, you go out there and obviously everything starts with that. As they say, everything starts with the song, you know, so you got you get the songs together. You go in, you make some recordings, you know, some con at least what I like to say, some at least convincing recordings, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they may not. If they're if your first recordings, you know, nobody expects them to be, you know, uh, Sergeant Peppers, you know what I mean? So, you know, 
but 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 make some convincing recordings of, of the tunes but work hard on the tunes because it really does all start there if you get that couple of songs that really connect you know even if the production is a little lackluster the song if the song is dope enough it'll it'll push through you know right. and connect with folks lord i'm struck for 199 and here phone do been down here wondering like some pilgrim in a morning town Okay, throughout this episode, I'll be playing excerpts from Tommy's Peace and Love album, recorded back in the late 90s, early 2000s. This album really has touched me over the years, and I hope it'll do the same for you. Available on all digital music outlets, do yourself a favor and check it out. You're listening to the Career Musician Podcast by Nomad. And you just build up. So our idea was that we take that energy, you know, all that once that all that studio creative energy, you know, uh, recording part is 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 done. The idea would be to just start building with with the way uh, advertising is now and the availability to the, just the common average Joe. Uh, in areas like Facebook and Instagram, it's it's crazy not to take advantage of that, you know, uh, from from a just from a uh, an independent perspective, an entre- entrepreneurial perspective. Right. Take that and start to build little families in a select amount of markets. You just pick seven cities, mm. something that's not overwhelming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At first. I don't feel like you're taking on too much, you know, just seven cities and commit to work those seven cities, play them at least twice a year. You know, so if Nashville is say Nashville is one of your cities, just make sure you play Nashville once in the spring and once in the fall every year for three years. And you're building little regional tours around that. So then you'll play Atlanta with that at some point, maybe, but not at first. Oh. Nashville might be it, 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 in, in that in that area of the world. It might be either Nashville or Atlanta, because oh, what you want to do is you want to pick those seven spots and really fully commit to them for three years. I, I say for three years. And so each time you go back, yes, each time you go back, once you get to that point. So the first time you play, it's only 100 people know about you in Nashville. Yeah. Them, they're just them yeah. super underground little nerdy diehards, man. Yeah. Who, some of your friends. Some of your friends yeah, yeah, yeah. who got the record or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. 100 people, right? You know, but the next time you come through, it's 350 people. Because remember, them 100 people are going to, they're going to create two more bodies just just because. Just because of their enthusiasm and their their sense of personal connection to you. So you've only picked seven cities. Wow. So it's like, you know, it's that whole thing of like, I was watching, I was with that guy when, you know, all he would ever play was Philly. 
Yeah. That's was right. Yeah, we had him at the best little intimate video yeah. venues. In little joint. He used to play this little joint in Philly. Yeah. Twice a year, every year we'd go down there and see him. Maybe three hundred people at best. You know. You know that's where it starts. That's really that's still. That's really still the most foundational way to so you build believe it. that even still, still in today's today. day and age with the information technology age yeah still i still believe that connection i still believe that i love that because that's all that's happening in social media anyway is the connection part people the fans want to feel connected they do. they're not fans really they're more like family like this extended family or this group of supporters you know, like a group of supporters who like, we we are team nomad, you know what I mean? <laughs> we are team nomad up here in Philly. Yeah, in this neck the up in this neck, we run the nomad thing, you know. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. I appreciate Tommy laying out this formula for all of our listeners. This is not an easy endeavor. However, if this is you, resolve to do it, go out there and get it. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And you make them part, they're all partners with you. So you go to these seven cities and you start there and then you just start fanning out from there. Then it becomes 14 cities, then it becomes 23 cities. Now you're talking about a, you know, a, a credible tour. A proper tour. A proper tour. You, well, you can actually go out, yeah. like you said, earn yeah. some money. Earn some dough. And actually... If you're playing 23 cities, that's a proper, you, that's yeah. a proper run, you yeah. know. Yeah. Wow. And if you do that twice a year... That's a proper run. That's 46 dates in that year. That's you know, brilliant, man. You know, so you just start building from there. And that's just going to snowball, man. Right. Honest to goodness, it's going to get to 200 dates. It's going to get there. <laughs> I got to give you a virtual high five on that, yeah. man. That is amazing. Yeah. But look, I think what you and I have been talking about these past few days, 
the biggest hurdle that guys like us face, right? Now you've been you've been producing and writing some big, big artists and records over the years, and I've been playing guitar for some big, big artists wow. and on records and film and TV over the years. We both have our respective positions in each realm. How do you shift lanes? That's the, 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 the question that keeps coming back, resurfacing with everybody I talk to. For some reason, the music business, let, let's forget the fact that the music business is what it is and it's going through a rough patch and you know, blah, blah, blah. But for some reason you get pigeonholed and then when you, that's it, oh, he does that. He does that. Yeah. Now, how do you change lanes? Now it's like, Tommy, I mean, you have an amazing record. Your record that you did was just brilliant. I say um, it belongs with all the legends up there with the Stevies and the Marvin Gaye's wow. and the Marvin Fives. It does. And I have a hell of a lot of people in the industry who second that motion. So. Wow, man. That's heavy. <laughs> but you and I have been That's talking heavy. about switching lanes. So what is your internal dialogue or your thoughts on that? And Because and, and, I believe... you you're upon the verge of this as well for yeah yourself. for sure man yeah. for sure definitely transitioning you know yeah is probably a good way to put it Transition. you know and so yeah that and, and i think i think that's how you switch lanes you transition transition yeah now i think that's personality specific interesting you know i think i think I think if you're of the personality that you're a sort of rip the band-aid off or you're of the personality where you kind of ease the gauze off little bit by bit by bit by bit until you get there, right? That's two different personalities. Some people some people are just, nah man, let's just let's just let's just, go. Let's just cut to the chase, man. Let's put it all on the line. Let's go. Let's go now. I'm no longer a sideband. I'm an artist. No, done. I'm done. Done with that. Boom. Done with that. Even not. if you go through the desert for three, four right, years. Right, yeah. Not taking those gigs. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm cutting myself off. So your pocketbook mm. is hurting now. Yeah, you, you, because you, you step you out. That, that definitive. There is that personality that the only way they can do it is to just do it. They mm. have to, like, they have to jump out mm. from the ledge. And then there's that other personality type that's more methodical and tactical and logistical and now I'm I feel like it, as as with everything in life the best the, the best you know way to do it is a combination of the two spirits you know I agree with that I think yeah yeah one that's not going to procrastinate but also one that's going to mitigate properly mitigate look at all the look at it from the high view from where you want to get to right you know look at it really look at it from every angle from every angle while being realistic though yeah oh yeah right? yeah don't 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 overwhelm yourself i love that you say don't that don't overwhelm yourself you know you know but that's just levels that's just okay we're going to start here with the ultimate idea that we want to wind up somewhere in here you know but we're gonna start here right so we can start you know what i mean so we can get some movement you know? i'd like to sing it for you the way i originally wrote it when i was 16 years old funny how songs change and evolve over the course of time here's change the world 
Change the World speaks to a lot of people uh, in the music industry or just the average show. And um, it's just one song that I want to use as, a, as an example because everybody knows that, you know. Sure. But you've written many songs, many and many hits. Uh, talk about songwriting from a hit songwriter's perspective, you, being you. It's not like you set out one day and said, man, I'm going to be a hit songwriter and I want all these... Like we said, monetary, you know, accolades and this and that. We, right, that's yeah, not our, yeah, never our yeah. goal, right? Grammys yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that kind of that, stuff. Never yeah, that, never yeah, 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 yeah. But songwriting for you, what's your personal perspective on it? Because it means something, it's different for everybody. Man, I mean, you know how it is. My perspective now is, is probably much different than my perspective was you know, 25 years ago. So it's you know. evolved. I hope. I hope that's yeah. evolution. That's good. It could be deterioration. <laughs> it could be. It could be. A, I don't think so, bro. You just played one of your songs downstairs. Yeah. It was killing. So. Who knows, it man? It was killing. That, that, that whole groove and melody. Man. But yeah, my thoughts, my thoughts on, on songwriting now uh, is just... It's it's a it's like uh, it's like journaling. It's like life journaling for me now, because I have all this stuff pent up, this battle, this storm that I've been in. You know, uh, it's all it's all jumbled up in there. So, just the best way for me to get it out sometimes, and get a release of some sort is to journal on it. And my my way of journaling is writing a song. Somebody else's way of journaling would be painting or right, right. or an actual journal, just a diary. Right. Where you just pour it out in there, you know, and it's Yeah, I was never that type. It's not even necessarily a lot of times, man. I would say well over 50-60% of the songs I've written in my life 
uh, I did not particularly have the, the, the expectation that anybody would really ever hear them, you know, and certainly not like I hear them in my head. Let me write one today. Speaks for all the losers. Let me write one today. Speaks to all the confusion. And may the lyric be not clever, neither smart. And should they ask where I was coming from, let it be from the heart. May the melody someday find its mark. This one really is quite amazing. And this album has a little bit of everything. All of his influences, you know, over the years growing up, the soul R&B influences, the gospel influences, the folk, some rock and pop influences, everything. And Tommy is a masterful producer in addition to songwriter. So he makes it all work together seamlessly, telling a cohesive story. Learning the secrets of the industry from the veterans who know it best. Be sure to subscribe to the Career Musician Podcast. When you're writing a song, how much of it do you hear in your head produced? Almost always. I hear the wow. record. That's when I know it's a song. Wow. I hear the record. And because you're such an amazing yeah. producer, I mean, it comes so naturally to you. That, that's got to be, that's a profound experience. That's not something It is for that, me too, to tell you the truth. Okay, good. That's, I'm glad to too. know that because that's not something everybody yeah. can capture. It's weird. I just, uh, that's, that's just the gift from above, you know. Right. It really is. The, the fact that I can hear things like that. Mm. Um, and they don't take me long to construct, to figure out. I love that. It plays in my head, so it gives me the information. Right. It's it already tells me this guitar is doing this, and that guitar is doing that, and this and the kibasa is doing this, right. and the kick pattern is doing that, right. and the bass line sitting on it like this, and then you know something's ringing over here in the left, and something's ringing up here in the far corner, with the tape delay on it. And, you know, it's just like, it comes, it's like... It's like painting a picture. It's spelling it out in my yeah. brain to the point sometimes where it's driving me fucking nuts. Because I'm not anywhere near a lab. I'm not anywhere near a studio. And a, and a laptop ain't going to cut it. And a laptop need ain't going to cut it. a recording Yeah, facility. no, I need to be in a room with some guitars and amps and, and drums and synthesizers. Yeah. And plugging that analog stuff right. in and yeah. making it happen. Yeah, yeah. That's always been my way. Uh, it's really always been my way. Methodology, man. That's your method. And I'm, I'm, that said, I'm blown away at the technology right. level, where technology is now. Sonically, where stuff it's... is, man, and how they've, like, Impressive. the plugins and, man, the stuff I'm hearing, I mean, I'm, I have, I, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Right. That doggone thing you've been playing through all week, man. Oh, the Kemper profiling. Yeah, yeah that's man, I, I can't, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, I can't, I don't, you know. <laughs> well, that's why there's, you know, engineers, right. and, you know, you know. program software writers. Yeah. 
and then guys like us. And I used to be that guy. That's the funny thing. Really? Oh, yeah, in my youth, yeah. yeah the, my early years in Nashville uh, and L.A. sessions, uh, I was that guy. I was the guy they called for all the techie shit, all the programming and, like, you know, sampling, all that wild-ass shit. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, that's the side yeah. I didn't know. Because ever since I started working with you, you always had a couple, two, three guys oh, yeah. doing oh, yeah. that for yeah. you. Yeah. No, but you. by the time I met you, yeah, yeah. I had sworn off machines. Yeah. You were done. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I had. There came a period for me where I literally hit a wall. I remember it was in the middle of a Michael, the, my my first collaboration with Michael McDonald on an album, ninety-five, ninety-six in that era. Uh, I started out, and Mike's previous records all had a ton of programming, all except for his very first record that had Keep Forgetting on it. That was that record was made with five, six guys in a room, right, right, just right, playing. Percaro, yeah, yeah. Greg Fillingaines, Lewis Johnson, you know, some of the badasses of all planetary existence, right? <laughs> You know, that's that's a, a band name, right? There. You know, like like there's only one. You know what I mean? Like those them, them there's only one type of cats. Yeah, man. There's only one filling games. You gotta call him. Only one Picaro. You know. That's it. Mike's first album was that. Okay. Every album after that was sequenced to the hill. Every next record more so than the one previous. That was also so, that era, right? That was that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that era. But to me, it was never Mike McDonald. Even though it was that era, it, to me, it was never Mike Mack. I always had to keep going back to that first record, man, where Mike is on the roads. And you know what I'm saying? Because that's like his appendage. That's what I'm saying. He He's a, Mike's on the roads. Billing Gaines is on the clavinet. You know, Lewis he, Johnson is on the bass. But that riff, you know what I think about that? Carl's on the drum and Lukather is on, on the guitar. guitar. You know what I'm saying? It's like that can't be done. It can't that be can't be replicated done. by any kind of machine. No, it cannot be done. No, the machine. I'm sorry, it can't. You know what I always think about that riff? Minute it will by never minute. be on the roads. Yeah. How do you come up with a riff like that? Right. I mean, like right. that's yeah. Sorry. And then Nate Dog doped Nate it out again, man. He did it. To me, he treated that track with respect, man. Mm. What they dropped, the way they dropped that, man. Yeah, yeah, Stone yeah. Cold dropped it. Stone Cold dropped it, man. The phrasing and all oh. of that. See, I love that. You have yeah. an appreciation for both sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I love the it. The tech and the, and the, you know. I love the, the art form, man. In my heart, I'm still a techie, but I just gave it up back then and now technology moves at such a pace that Rapid. you know you can't step off the train for for you know for more than 20 minutes you know what i mean it's like i know you step off the train and it's like now it's a now it's a freaking airplane you know what I'm yeah. what's good is they're building the intuitive process into yeah. a lot of the interface yeah right so that's good yeah. yeah that's for sure that's for sure Man. so i dig it you know I, I i love it all always will art art is art Art will always be. It's just a you know a matter of whether or not it'll be protected, whether or not it'll be you know uh, nurtured. That's what you and I have been talking about yeah. these past few days, and yeah. that's like the biggest concern. Yeah. 
You're listening to the Career Musician Podcast by Nomad. history about you and what informed you. I remember you telling me about the church you grew up in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and like uh, Willie, Willie was asking us downstairs, uh, or no, the camera guy was asking us, Ben, he said, so where did you guys learn how to play, school? And we both looked at each other, well, a little bit of that, but the street too, you know. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Learn it everywhere. Exactly. Because it tells yeah. us a little bit about you yeah, and your yeah. process. No, that was it. That was it. You know, I, I'd say... I'd say my earliest uh my earliest uh musical memory is of uh both both the uh sacred and the secular. Mm. Uh because my family was split right down the middle. You know, we had half of the family that was going hard in the religious mode, you know, and then we had another half of the family that was like totally done with that. You know completely done with the religious thing, done with the church thing, done with all the, all of it was just like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, that ain't for me no more. And it was like, and they were just like, they went hard that way. So I, growing up, lived this dual existence for a lot of my youth. I had this hardcore church going scenario over here. And then over here, I had all my, my rowdy cousins, all my rowdy, you know, all my rowdy crew, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'd get into shit with them, you know. <laughs> you know, and over here, you know, I'd, 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 I'd be, you know, I'd be in, you know, playing, yeah. playing uh, in the church, you know, playing. At that time, I was playing guitar. Guitar? Yeah, guitar. Was that your first instrument? It wasn't, but it was the first one I got to play in, in, the, in, in a band because... The church already had the dopest bass player in the area. In fact, it was my, it was my my uh, bass teacher. It's my wow. bass teacher. So he was the bass player at the church. So okay. I knew I wasn't getting that chair anytime <laughs> soon. So that was that's what made me go to guitar. So I was like, oh, I ain't gonna be able to get the bass seat for a minute. So let me figure this guitar thing out. So I saw I had an uncle, two uncles who played guitar. So I started playing six string. Picked up the six string, got into some George Benson, you know. That's a wrap. That was it, you know, and some Ray Parker and all the rhythm oh, cats, Al yeah. McKay. You know, that was always my my style was all the, always that. That's you know? why we always connected, because yeah. we have the same yeah. reverence for rhythm guitar playing. Rhythm, man, yeah. Rhythm guitar yeah. playing is an art form unto itself. Unto itself, yep, yeah. And you are one yeah. of the baddest rhythm guitar players oh, on man. that. You know. That transition from the bass to the guitar, was that really difficult or did you just gravitate? It wasn't. No, that okay, was easy. Okay, so it's natural. So you just had it. That was that was easy between the two of them, you know. It was a little tougher getting into the keyboard because then once once I felt like I could at least find my way around on, on the two, then I quickly, you know, 
moved over to start trying to figure out what the keyboard was about, you know. That's another animal. Another animal. Yeah. You, you got to have that two sides, independent sides of the brain, which I never had. Right. That's why I never, you know, even though I started on drums, I never became great on drums. My brother became great. You know, drummers have to have that too. They have to have those, you know. Right, 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 right. And piano players got to have two independent sides of the brain working at full capacity all the time when they play. Isn't that a trip, man? Because yeah. bass and guitar, we never, we never practice that. Yeah, bass and guitar, that's not a principle it's not. for us. It's just, yeah. It's one congruent thing. Right. You know. This hand does what it does, and this yeah. hand does what it does, but it's all, it, it, at least it seems to be that way. I agree with you. At yeah. least it and, seems but they're both doing the same they're thing. They're both doing the same thing, moving in the same direction, you know. Like you try playing I guess, you know, piano. for six string, though, I guess there is some of that principle at work sometimes with the, with that, like with what, you, with, what you, with what you do. Yeah. You know, just sometimes where sometimes you're comping chords, playing the lead, yeah. lying in the middle of comping the chord, and the bass line. Yeah. You know. But that's that Chet Atkins thing. That, that Chet Atkins type of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then guys like Tommy Emmanuel are, are, yeah, are exactly. living that on. And they're doing it so well. And they're, you know? they kill that. It's just beautiful. That's yeah. just murder, man. Yeah. They do that. Man. But I agree. On that level, yeah. it, then it's like the drums or the piano. Yeah, they're separate parts of the brain literally working simultaneously. It's but a weird you kill thing. on drums too, yeah. man. I've heard you play drums. Man, was that I, you know, one of your first? I mean, what was your? That first was thing? the first. One. Okay, that was okay. the first thing. Okay, very I, first thing I was, was drums. Suspected that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And everything for me starts from the drums. Everything. Everything is rhythmic, rhythmically Every, influenced. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Everything starts from the drums, man. That pocket. If you get that right pocket, man, and then That's that, it. and then that right bass line. But even if you can't figure out the baseline for a minute and you just got to let it sit over that pocket, as long as that pocket is right, you can make something. You can create something. And today, pockets yeah. are created by click tracks and yeah. humans kind of filing in after that. Yeah. yeah. Prior, when music was really being formed, it was the click track wasn't even around. So it no. was all human. It was all based. human feeling. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Because I know you and I have touched on that subject a little bit. That's a deep subject. It is. I think there are actual forms of music that will never, ever um, work with a click. Right. There are certain forms that just won't ever work with a click. This what we're doing today because it's because it's like say even some of the things that we've done today, man. It it, it only worked when the click wasn't involved. Right. Bits and pieces, you know. <laughs> there was a couple things you're right. You know, and so. But that being said, as those, a producer, one of those little like tug of wars for years and years, you know. As a producer, because the technical side of me that knows I'm going to have to do some work later. You're going to have to sync some I'm going to want to have some options. Yeah. You know, that side of me wants, you know, want, again, wants, wants to uh, uh, alleviate all, you know, instabilities. Right, because you know, the, in, yeah. in practice, if you have 32 vocal tracks that you need to put on each chorus and you have four choruses. Right. 
it is easier to fly those 30 It's tracks. much easier, yeah, when you're locked to a grid. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just oh, the, yeah, no, it's, the practicality it's, of it. It is. Uh, and, but I do come from the school where there was no grid to fly to, <laughs> and I still had to fly, you know. So you know how to do that, too. So, yeah, I yeah. get it. You could do both. I am appreciative. I am thankful that somehow I think I I think I caught the last 15 to 18 years of that style of recording mm. where it was about analog and cutting tape mm. and feel and your punch being getting your punch wow. down cuz there was no undo button. You either got the punch right or you just <laughs> fucked up that section of the song. Now they Can got, you, you imagine know. the pressure if you're in the room in the studio yeah. with Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yeah. Or the Eagles? Right. And you're right. doing those punches. And you're doing them band. punches, Can man. Can you imagine that pressure? Yeah. And he's saying, man, I just want the tail end of the word sorry and get us out before the word die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what the? You know? <laughs> what am I, a magician? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You got your lyric sheet there. And you and man, you got to you now you're a reading. That's right. Now you're reading as much as the cat on the floor who's reading sheet music. Because you gotta be spot on. You have to come in right at the tail end of sorry and you gotta get out right before die. And you only get one shot. And you have to understand timing. You have you to gotta understand, understand time. time you know, pick, pulse, yeah, you got to understand it's an bars, eighth note. measures, eighth notes, yeah. quarter note. You yeah, it's a pickup. As an engineer, you have to understand that. It's the downbeat. The downbeat. It's just the before the, the downbeat. It's the up. Uh, it's the space. The it's one. the up. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You got to understand all that. And, bro, you Ooh. would not believe the amount of engineers I worked with who had no clue Don't get of that. Ah. Uh. Of that, had and no clue like, of that. Get out of my studio, sorry, man. And they jack up punches, left and right, Ooh. to the point where I would just have to choose, and I would just have to, I would just have to bite the bullet and decide. Okay, I'm just going to re-record a whole section because I think that's the only thing you understand. You only know to get in on this downbeat and to get out at this downbeat. So rather than have you jacking up bits and pieces. Yeah, let's just, I'm just going to redo this section. Just get me in there and get me out there. That's all you got to think about. See, musicians you know, at this level, bro, you know. we can compensate for yeah. others' others' uh, inabilities, right? Right. Now, it's not only it's not always fun to do that. No, no. It's really quite annoying. Yeah, it can be a... Uh, but it has yeah. to be done sometimes. It can be a dirty job. Yeah. 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 But, but it's all a part of it, isn't it? It is a part of it. It's all a part of it, man. Isn't it deep that we're, yeah. we're we're in this music, and like I said, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Blessing because it's yeah. a gift from God, and we are so grateful. Right. We'll never turn it in for anything. Right. And the curse can be because it, once it bites you, that's it. You can't get yeah. it out of your system. You have to do it. Yeah. yeah. There's so many little different compartments within the music. Yeah. Like we're talking about now. I mean, we just touched on engineering, production, songwriting, marketing. You know, all these different things, and we've barely scratched the surface. Yeah, I mean, that's not even talking about the individual instruments and, right. and the techniques right. involved. And the, right. I right. feel like there's so much uh, nomenclature and so much information that we have to learn and absorb that goes unnoticed, uh, underappreciated, of course, unrecognized. Absolutely. Right. You uh, you know that's that's in every great endeavor. You know every worthwhile endeavor. 
Yeah. It's what you do in the closet, you know, that informs what they see in the light. You know, they don't see what you do in the closet. Yeah. All they see is what, when the light's on you, and they see you in your glory, you know, they see you doing the thing, but they don't see what you had to do in the closet, man. That's all thankless stuff. Thankless. That's all, you know. You know. And that's where we pour our But you could not have gotten to the, the spotlight right. without right. that closet time. It just, it's just not hours. possible. No, they do not. It is not possible. Manifest themselves. Physiologically, no. it's not possible. I mean, I guess there are savants, right? Sure. There are the savants. There are those, you know, that, that are just, God just for whatever reason just touches that individual and without the 10,000 hours they just sit down and, and play a Tchaikovsky spot on perfectly and they don't even know what they just did there are those truly just you know. an open vessel with yeah. no yeah no 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 connection no other wirings, than no wirings than no, yeah probably not even any aspirations for it that's the part yeah. that's even more bizarre, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's not like they were like, I want to be a piano player. It's like, they just happened to when they sat down and touched the piano, they could play like, you know. Chopin. Chopin. And perfectly, you know. That's they don't know why. <laughs> they, don't know. <laughs> they don't know what, you know. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Th there are those, but those are, you know, those are like the... You know, obviously, not even one percenters. No, I mean, those are like, yeah. those are just the very, very, you know. Yeah. Most of us can't get there without the 10,000 hours. Yeah. We cannot get there without those thankless closet moments, man. It's like you said, that bedroom. That, that, right. That bedroom, you know. Our bedroom was our shed. For our practice years. Shed. Yeah. For years. Years and years and years. Years we lived in that little world, man. I know myself, I had no yeah. social life from the time I was 10 to the time I was 20. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. socially inept, and I got my first gig in my late teens, and I did. I was at a steady club gig, and I didn't know how to interact with the people in the club. Dig. I, I just Dig. didn't. I was just a music nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, but you you had a double, uh, uh, you know, thing going on with music and sports. Yeah, I think the sports is what probably you know helped to balance. There you go. Balance that out a little bit because it's a little more of a you know that was the social activity the social as, as much as it was yeah. sports. It was the social thing, you know, and yeah. it's all about team. It's all right. about team building. It's all about you know, a, a team person, you know, a team perspective and concept. So I think that's, you know, that's what kept me from being an all the way introvert because I did have that Got tendency. It. I did have that tendency to easily just shut the world out for, you know, days on days, days on it, especially if I got four or five new albums. Man. Oh, I'm going in. Oh yeah, I'm going in. It's At that point, I'm going time. in. Yeah. The only time you see my face is is if I'm headed to the kitchen for a snack, snack or, or a restroom break, or if I gotta go to work or something like that, you know. So yeah. Lived a girl named Sophie. She found herself a moon hanging there. 
sure's a funky groove. You'll have power enough to move you. So if we knew he'd ask for a hand. Sophie had a friend that she called Yes Man. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report. And you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Real quick, man. Yeah. You could only be, you're on a desert island, you only got one instrument. What is it? Acoustic guitar. Acoustic sure. guitar. Yeah. Then you can only have one record. What is it? That's a lot harder, isn't it? <laughs> Let's just say that your favorite band or artist. Well, it would certainly be Stevie, and it would probably be Songs in the Key of Life. I mean, even though that's the cliche now, almost. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's one of those odd cases where cliche... Is just the truth. If you no longer could do music for whatever reason, what would you do besides just chillaxing with your family? Man, I believe I would go into some sort of service-oriented area or conversely or simultaneously uh, working on developing TV scripts or things of that nature, you know, that stories. There you I'd go. write books. See, still creative. Look, I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that. If I couldn't do music, you know, All right. I think it would come out in one of those ways. You know. Your favorite pastime, the favorite thing to do when you're not doing any kind of music. You just want to relax, unwind. All my life, I've had a difficult time answering that question. It's hard, isn't it? I have the same problem. Yeah, because, because what I always did in my favorite free leisure time was, was listen to more music. music. And listen to music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I just explored more music in all your years of experience with this conundrum that we find ourselves in. What do you have to say to the up and coming generation of musicians out there? Because we are still in the business of music, but now we also it's in our souls, but it also is a business. And here's what I would say. Do not discount what you do. Amen to that. Don't discount what you do. Because I did that for years, years, even in the successes, bro, even in the midst of having success, I discounted so often what it is I do because I had this impression that, uh, you know, where music is now, nobody's really interested in that. You know, nobody's really checking for that, you know, you know, so, you know, or for whatever reasons, like, okay, well. You know, the calls, the pitch sheets would go out, you know, and I'd see the names on the pitch sheets and it just wouldn't necessarily look like anybody. They were, they were all names that none of none of whom looked as if they were looking for the kind of material that I like them to make, the mm. kind of records I like to make. And then lo and behold, I start hearing every single one of these fuckers make those kind of records. <laughs> This is in the ensuing years after Peace and Love, right? 
peace and love. Next thing record. you know, yes. you know, Anthony Hamilton, uh, Beyonce, yeah, not yeah. to drop names, no, I got but you know, all these people are coming out with these kinds of sounding records, like, you know, kind of like Similar the shit to. that, you know, whatever, that I love to do, that I that I grew up on, that I love. It's the same stuff they grew up on in their parents. I just didn't think that was coming back, you know what I mean? And, and so because kind of you're discounting way. yourself and what you so do. I was, while I was discounting myself the whole time, you missed the I was the guy doing it 10, 15 years before everybody uh, else started doing it again. Before uh, Bruno Mars came along with the, with, the, with the old school sound. Yeah, before any of those people. You know what I mean? Not that I was the only one doing it. There were some other soldiers in that game at that time, too. But we were doing it at that time. And then I think a lot of us started to discount ourselves with that style of that style of music because it was like record companies aren't really looking, checking for that. Right. You know, everybody wants the beat. Everybody wants the beat. Everybody the beat, the beat, the beat. Right, right, right. right. The beat. Yeah. But it matters to me. It ain't gonna stop the world. Should you walk out the door? Isn't that something? In the music industry, and in, in the trends and pop culture, things change over time. Things shift. And often, they come back right to where they started from. Very similarly, like Tommy mentioned, such is the case for the whole funk, R&B, soul movement. I remember being one of those soldiers that Tommy was talking about back in the early to mid-90s and even the turn of the century where funk was more of my private muse and all that soul stuff that I was just doing for myself. I really enjoyed it. And all my sessions and writing sessions and whatnot were more on the pop, you know, uh, modern urban sound, um, but they didn't really have quite the throwback elements that are popular again today. So let's take that advice to heart. Don't discount yourself. If you feel like whatever you're doing may not be popular right now, but you really feel strongly about it, just do it. Do what's true to you. Stay genuine. Be sincere and be authentic to yourself. Until the next gig, if you've enjoyed today's interview, please leave a review and subscribe to the Career Musician Podcast. just wanted to say thank you to Israel Houghton for bringing us together, Tommy and myself, once again after several years uh, not seeing each other. This was a great little reuniting session. We were recording an album for Israel's wife, Adrian Balon, called New Tradiciones. Mm -hmm. 
It was a Latin Christmas album, and man, did we have a blast. So thank you to both Israel and Adrian and everybody on the session. It was uh, Oscar Cartaya was co-producing, and we had William Garcia on keys, and Javier Solis. Danny Duncan was uh, engineering. So it was really great to reconnect with all my Nashville brothers. Um, again, I've worked with all these cats back since the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, when I used to reside in Nashville. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I am Nomad. This is the Career Musician Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. And thank you for listening. Please help spread the word by sharing this on whichever social media platform you prefer. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And until next time, Nomad signing off. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. Writing the songs in this one man band. I know man, yeah. I'm no man, It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.